You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. Hey there, welcome to this week's podcast. We, first of all, want to thank you for listening to us. We apologize, we don't have video today because it's a short week for us, but we uh, do have audio. So hopefully if you're listening while you're doing chores or, you know, driving, whatever it is that you're doing today, I hope you're uh, able to get things done, right? Um, And talking about that, getting things done, today we're going to talk about addiction. And one of the big things about um, addiction is it can control our life. It can take our life over completely and keep us from being productive, from being the people that we want to be. And so uh, starting off, uh, I've got Pastor Tom, uh, Pastor Ron, uh, Vince, who's not hey. a pastor. He, he says, <laughs> he jokes he around been. about it. What the hell? <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. We're not, we're not big on titles anyway. No. Uh, what we are big on is sharing information or sharing thoughts that will get you thinking, you know, because really these, these podcasts are conversation starters, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They are. I'm but, still asleep this morning. I got to wake but, up over here. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've always said uh, podcasting is um, uh, subject in, uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's even with Christianity. Info, you know, right? Yeah. Well, it's info, you know, subject, you know, however you look at it. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is uh, what we feel and uh, and why we feel it. And well, I think that's important. I say, you know, I think we give a lot of people uh, how it works. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and we, we realize that, uh, you know, we're four men and we don't uh, always speak to the, the, the women crowd, but um, hopefully you ladies out there can get something out of this as well. And if you guys have any suggestions for us, please let us know. We're on Facebook. Well, when, or- I, when, when we started this and I came up with the idea that I wanted to do this podcast, I, I really wanted it to be a time when we could talk about topics that we don't address from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. We could let our hair hang down. For example, I want to say right now, uh, at some point in this uh, topic today on addictions, uh, I'm going to talk about pornography. And so I'm going to give you kind of a forewarning now. Uh, if you have children in the room or in the car, you might want to put some uh, some uh, air- AirPods. Is that what they're called? AirPods yeah, AirPods today. will work. Uh, put them Earmuffs. in their ears or... <laughs> Fingers. Or, uh, Roll their window down, yeah. stick their yeah. head out. <laughs> yeah. or, you know. or maybe you just want to take it off speakerphone at some point. Because uh, as is my style, uh, when when I do get to a place where I'm going to address some things about pornography, I'll be very candid, and uh, I, sometimes I'm not too careful with my words. So, so I want that forewarning out there. We want to give everybody a little bit of uh, warning ahead of time. Uh, but we're going to talk about addictions today, and that, yeah. that includes a lot of things. It does, and I think um, in talking about addiction, it's easy to just uh, say. If you're listening, it's easy to say, I don't need to listen to this one. I'm not addicted to anything. Um, this isn't this isn't a problem for me. I'm I'm okay. Um, and other people that have been through processes, maybe you're you've been through AA or you've been through some sort of anonymous group. Uh, they have porn uh, anonymous groups. They have uh, I think food overeating anonymous groups. I think they have on anonymous groups for kind of anything. Um, and so some of you guys have been through those programs, and you're you say, well, I've, I know all this, and I don't need to hear this, and and we understand that. But at the same time, maybe we'll say something in this podcast that will get you thinking uh, about somebody else in your life too, because yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, even if you don't have uh, some ongoing fight with addictions, somebody in your life does. Uh, I was talking to somebody very close to me the other day, a very cool young person, like 22 years old. 
and asked him, um, how many of your friends, and this, this kid has a lot of good friends in his life, Christian friends, how many of them struggle with pornography? And, and he said, probably 100%. And so we're talking about subjects like pornography and, and other addictions that's affecting the church drastically. And I think it's time for the church to start talking about these things. If the world can talk about them, and if they're really hurting people's lives, we need to talk about them. But I, I listed some addictions today that people battle with. And if you want to stop and make a comment on one when I read it, I've got several. Uh, obviously, alcohol addiction, uh, prescription drug addiction, uh, drug addiction, uh, nicotine addiction, caffeine addiction, gambling addiction, exercise addiction, hmm. cell phone and social media addiction, food addiction. Get this one, plastic surgery addiction. You've seen some of those people, yeah. right? Tattoo addiction. Did you know that was listed? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and we, we won't, I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but sometimes we're, we're really into to creating a new image. Um, we want to change people's perception of us. I think tattoos is a good way to do that. Uh, I saw uh, something hanging in a, a store. I don't know where I was at. I keep wanting to think Austin, Texas, but it wasn't there. But a picture of Albert Einstein uh, as an old guy, and he had tattoos all over his arms. That's funny. And so a picture someone drew. Uh, shopping addiction, tanning addiction. Now, I had that. When I was young, <laughs> I was so dark, you would not believe it. I laid out in the sun, your mother and I both, yep. four hours a day, a lot of days, with, with with baby oil wow. all over I couldn't us. figure out what you guys were doing. I mean, you guys were just sitting <laughs> out there, and I'm like, what are they doing? They're just sitting there in the backyard in a lawn chair. Uh, strange. Well, they, before, before you were born, we'd go to the beach with our bottle of baby oil. And iodine. And, yeah, and iodine. Yeah, <laughs> you would lay out there, pour all this stuff on you. It's terrible. And if we weren't out there four hours, you, you know, it wasn't good. And, you know, I, I lo- this addiction I, I read, and I had this addiction for years, pulling hair addiction. Hmm. And there's a, there's a clinical name for it, and I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to say it. But uh, for years when I was little, anybody slept with me, anybody would pull their hair, pull their hair. Your mother thought I was madly in love with her. Our first date or second, I sat there and played with her hair the whole time. And there's a, actually an addiction. That's wow. wild. It's, and, it's almost uh, like uh, there are as many addictions as there are phobias, you know? Uh, probably. It's funny. My, my uh, three-year-old pulls my hair when she's in the bed with me, which is occasionally, uh, and I have to leave. And so maybe she has a problem. I don't know. But Well, Josh, you know <laughs> what? And I look back little. on mine, and maybe it has something to do with Romy's. Um, you know, I was really scared to sleep myself. Yeah. Really scared to sleep myself. And I kind of think, and maybe this isn't right, but as long as I had my hand in people's hair playing, I knew they were there. Mm, an I knew they were there as sure. an attachment. Mm. And I, I, I do it when I'm sound asleep. That's interesting. Um, and today, you know, I sit there and, and, and it's still a temptation. When your mom or somebody's close, I want to touch their hair. Well, what's interesting about that is uh, you just connected the two things. You just connected fears and addictions. Yep, yep. And uh, I think that they are tied to yep. the mm. same thing. Um, you're talking about porn and, uh, I've, I was, uh, talking to a guy one day who basically said it was easier for him to, 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 you know, focus on that than it was for him to go out and try to find somebody. Well, sure it's easier, but, but it was like a rejection. He was afraid of rejection. Yeah. Interesting. And I thought that was an interesting take. Um, and I hadn't heard that before. You know, Mm -hmm. you think of things like porn or alcohol or, uh, drugs or whatever it might be, you think it's like an indulgence or whatever. Like right. people are just like, well, I, I'm going to do this because I want to. Right. A lot of times it's it's they're doing it because they're filling some sort of void. It's, it's an escape from reality. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's a way to calm stress. 
you know, uh, I was going to talk about that later, but at the end of, of any kind of sexual masturbation or whatever you're doing, uh, serotonin will be released in your body, serotonin. And it's that calm, like, whoa, you know, you satisfy yourself. So I read this, and this goes along with that. Uh, addiction is a medical disorder that affects brain and changes behavior. And I thought yep. that was interesting. Yep. Yep. Um, because our brains have the ability to facilitate our, our behavior change. Um, and so I think one of the things that I've learned in the past year to uh, going through depression and um, also some addictions of my, of my own and uh, some prescriptions, um, I had to learn that if your brain can change in a negative way, it can also change in yep. a positive way. Yep. And you can fix um, what's broken. Um, I, I think it's been uh, told uh, at some point that, you know, if you're past a certain point, you can't really you'll never be the same as you were before. And that might be true. I think science actually yeah. backs that. But I think that, you know, like an alcoholic, when they go to uh, an AA meeting, the first thing they say is, I am so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. They still say that they are uh, an, um, a recovering uh, uh, addiction yeah, right, personality, right, right, basically. Right. And so I think the idea with that is knowing kind of what, what it is that you really need to stay away from and realize that if you, if you jump back, if you try that again or jump back into that again, you're caught up in kind of a cyclone. Well, let me, let me give you another take there. You know, uh, I was reading a government article this week and it seemed to be on my side more than it was not, but it is our addictions, bad addictions, unhealthy addictions. Are they medical diseases or are they a sin? Hmm. Um, and this article I was reading, they said, it's like we're wanting to take, you know, all the guilt away from everybody and say it's a disease, you know, and we need to treat that. Uh, going back to what you said, Josh, um, you know, sin, is sin a disease? Um, let, let me give you a definition that I wrote down. I have a lot to say about this one. Uh, so. Disease. It says, okay, a disorder of structure or function, especially one that has a known cause, mm -hmm. a distinctive group of symptoms, signs, or anatomical changes. Okay, and I want to, I want to, I want to answer something you said. Uh, to me, in in one sense, sin could be called a disease. We were all born with this disease sure. called sin because it's a disorder of the structure, uh, you know, right. of your system. Yeah. And and when we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to change who we are. But in the interim period, we have to take our meds. I've always teased people. If I see a Christian somewhere, like the day I saw one in the gym, and you could tell he was in a bad mood, he was throwing things around, he was griping to himself, cussing a little bit, and I went up to him and I said, hey, dude, you're off your meds, aren't you? And he looked at me like, what? I said, you're off your Christian meds. And so in one sense, could we say, am I right or wrong, that you know we all have a disease called sin, and uh, and that disease is is uh, kept in check by us taking our spiritual meds in prayer in the Word, and then of course God changes us in a, in something called a, a, a system called sanctification, and slowly we change who we are. Yeah. So um, as soon as we are born, we grow to a certain point, right? And and then we start to at a certain age, we start to decline, right? Tom, you know a lot about this testosterone levels. It's for men, um, just certain hormones, your body itself, your cells, everything starts to degenerate. I mean, that's the way of 
that's the way of the world, right? And so I think that when we talk about sin, um, we talk about something that promotes that death. And yes. I think there are different types of death too. There's there's physical death, which sin can cause, right? Yep. If yep. you are, if yep. you're like, I'm gonna, Corinthians I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna drink it up, and yep. I'm gonna keep drinking. Eventually, you'll die of liver disease, yep. right, or uh, whatever it might be. Um, and so it'll promote that. But it'll, there's, a, I think there's a second type of death, and and the second type of death is it, it, it attacks who you are. It attacks your identity. Um, it's hmm. my belief that when we come to Christ, He is. He is taking away the things that 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 are there that keep us from being the best version right. of us I that agree. we can be. Right? I agree. And so uh, that and that leads to life. And so the definition of sin, if you take if you take that, the definition of sin is what missing the mark. That's one definition, huh? Right, missing yes. the mark or uh, 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 Amartya or whatever yeah, yeah, in yeah, the sure. Greek. So so there, there's that Amartya. I keep forgetting how to. But but it. if you think of it in that way, and I love thinking about it this Amartya. way because we all have goals in life, right? Hopefully. Maybe not all yes. of us, but we should have goals in life. We should have aspirations. We should have things that are beyond us that we're right. thinking, I want to, I yeah. want to accomplish that someday. Right. And some of us out of fear, we put those aside and then it's easier, I think, to just distract ourselves with things that might be sin or not good for us. Right. But if you have these goals and you have these aspirations, you have to realize that if I do the right things, that's going to lead me toward that. If I do the wrong things, it's going to distract well, me God and eventually changes yeah. me to where I can't even reach those things. God created us, Josh. And again, I said it, and it's redundant for our listening audience if they go to our church, but God doesn't call anything in the Bible sin unless it hurts us. Right. It has to harm us or harm people around us. Right, right. And he calls that sin yeah. a missing of the mark. And so uh, God wants the best for us, the very best. He created us. He knows what's good for us and what isn't good right. for us. Yeah. Uh, well, it's destructive, well, and that's what it comes down to. I want to go back to the death thing you talked about because you said there's the different types. I think there's a physical death and a spiritual death. I think a lot of times those things can blend together. You know, like yes, they can. obviously, if you're if you're if you're living a spiritually unhealthy life, you can have a physical toll on your life. You know what I mean? It's, it'll affect the physical. But there are people that go around this life that are living horrible. You know, you could say they're living horrible lives, or they're in a mess and they'll live forever. And then you have people that are spiritually in a great place they're doing the right thing and they die of just for whatever reason right. you know so i don't necessarily always believe that um that that's that the sin or not sin is going to cause them to die like oh if you're sinning right now you're going right. to die well it depends I just, on what it is it depends but i'm just yeah. saying that they blend over that yeah. either way you know be well genetics play a role 100 uh, well, paul warns us when he talks about holy communion in the bible he says that some of you take that take part of this in an unworthy manner because of that you sleep mm. or you're dead and you're right. diseased, and I think it's the spiritual sin the spiritual, that's caught, yeah. it's over rolling what over into of, the uh, physical. What kind of mindset do you think the people had that were taking it in an unworthy manner? I mean, there's guesses. Well, right? what what is communion? It's it's serves several purposes, but one purpose is is that we come together and we examine ourselves. Mm. We we think about the body and the blood that was shed for us on Calvary, and then we look back and examine our lives to see if we're walking in a manner worthy of that. And I think one thing the apostles say in there. He's saying that, you know what, if you can look at Jesus on the cross, look boldly at, at him on the cross and still continue in your sin without any conviction or trying to change, he said that might cause something to happen in your body that will promote sickness, or it mm -hmm. could even cause you to fall into something called divine chastisement. Mm -hmm. And in that, you could end up even losing your life. You have to uh, be able to 
acknowledge that mm. I'm not walking worthy of that yeah. great penalty that Jesus paid on the cross. Mm. I, know, think, I think, I commu- think, sorry, Tom, I think communion is a great thing to even talk about because it's the identifying what's going on in your life. And I think part of addiction or for people, some people, they're addicted and they have no idea that they're an addiction. They have right. no idea that they're continuing to do this thing, you know, they might well, be into, yeah. pull, well, I'm just saying they yeah. might not see it as an addiction. Like you say, they might see it as something else. They might see it I've as always, a replacement. I've always thought of the person who um, is judging other people based on what of their sins or what their, sure. their addictions or, sure. or the thing that, you know, right. but they're over there eating hamburgers for every meal. Right. Like, and they're they're overeating. <laughs> no, I mean I, I know I agree. Mean, I agree. Well, I'm just saying that like there the anything that's that's excessive or right. or unhealthy could be. Isn't that a point we try to drive home at VBF a lot? And that is, I'm over here judging you for your sins when I have an addiction to run in my mouth too much. Yeah, I say too many things. Anybody talks too much is going to sin a lot. Well, going to G- sin a lot. Look, look and at I Jesus. do. I do. I sin a lot sometimes. Well, in my look mouth. at Jesus. He 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 went right after the people who were judging, and he's like, "You right. guys judge the speck in that person's eye, but you have a log in yours." Like mm-hmm. I imagine, like a laughter in the mm-hmm. in the in the game right. with, this, right. with the people, well, like the well, disciples. How, right. many, how many older people said in church right. on Sunday, going Arnold? A drug addict just came in. Look, mm. got tattoos, long mm-hmm. hair, drug addict. Mm. And they're mm-hmm. addicted on pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah, right. You know, right. and, and they're, yeah. they're in the same boat that that, that uh, long-haired... Some uh, pharmaceutical drugs are stronger than persons. street drugs. I mean... Well, I think James said it correctly. He says, whoever knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it for him, that's a sin. Right. Yep, that's I mean, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't... And I think that's happening to everybody, yeah. you know, uh, that's yeah. out there. And I, I do believe, and I think a lot of times we talk to people that are believers, and I think our audience is full of people who are believers. Mm. But if you're out there and you're uh, a non-believer, same applies to you. Yeah. I mean, when you know Absolutely. something's not right... So you have and to recognize do it. it. Yep. It's, you have to recognize it. Yep. And, I, and I think that's where um, cool. people, pe- people don't realize that... Because they can look at church and say, oh, yeah, those guys right. just uh, think about this too much of the time. Yeah. But I think we're all wanting to be I, a better human, right? I think there's people out there, and this might be you, um, who have like a disillusionment with the church culture, and you think it's a certain thing, and you think that churches exist, and some do. So, you know, my, mind what I say. Uh you think that those churches exist to control you, to brainwash you, to, uh, you know, judge you, to, uh, you know, make you feel like an outcast, all these things. We have all these anxieties. But then I, what I've learned is if you pray and you find the right church, it can actually be quite the opposite of that. Josh, we know? shock people, I think, quite often because people come into our offices. And if you can think of any horrible, horrible sin, we faced it. We, yeah. we have come face to face right, with it. Yeah. We're not in and, a bubble. We're not when, living in a bubble. And when they sure. come in, they're shocked because we don't condemn them at all. Right. We pray for right. them and offer them forgiveness and mercy and, and we grace. Root for them, but, but you want to know, you know why? Because we see ourselves well. Oh, yeah. Paul saw himself well. He said, man, I'm the, I'm the biggest sinner among you. Yeah. And when you see yourself right, and then when Tom said something too, let's go back to the word hamardia. That's a, a, one of the words for sin that means missing the mark. Sure. Uh, the older and more mature you become in Christ, I think the less judgmental you become. Mm. Because, see, missing the mark, draw a picture of a haystack. When a person's first saved, that haystack's only 30 yards away. They're still missing it pretty good. But the longer you walk with God and, and the deeper level of sanctification you, you get to, 
he keeps moving that haystack back further because he expects more out of you. Mm. And we're still missing the mark almost equally as much as those new Christians, but yeah. in a different way. We know what's right and we're not doing it. Right. And so we're all a bunch of sinners saved by grace. I think I think there's a disconnect too between um, grace and you know not being judgmental, and then also frustration. You know, when you see your friends going through it, and you know that there's a better way for them. And you're on to them and you're saying, hey, man, mm-hmm. it's not out of a place of judgment. It's out of a place of frustration because you know that they're not living their best life. They're not yeah. living up to their potential, that God has so much more for them. And I think people misjudge that for or misjudge that for judgment versus it just being a place of I, we want well, the best for you. you behind know? the and curtain the, of the sin show, so to speak, okay. like, yeah. behind that curtain is a lot of pain and a lot yes, of hurt. Yes. Yeah. And um, we've all experienced that, and we've all seen people uh, and talked to people that have experienced that to extreme levels. I mean, there's people that have, uh, oh, gosh, they've gone they've gone through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see that, when you see the pain behind the actions, you start to have compassion for them. Yes. And, yes. Um, and so if you're listening and that's you, you're, you're in yeah. pain. Yeah. We, we understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we believe that the best way is to get the right nutrition, the right things. And I think Jesus offers that. I really do. I think he offers living water, living bread, you know. Uh, well, you know, I left off last Wednesday night in a Bible study. And I think people might have misinterpreted what I said. So I corrected some of it Sunday. But I, I said, you know what? I said, Jesus, he left this earth, and we are to continue his ministry on. Whatever Jesus was on this earth and whatever he did, we are to do and we're to be. Mm-hmm. But as I said yesterday, not in the same way. We're not the son of God. But he was about healing. He was about setting people free. He's about loving people. And in our own way, we're to continue on with that ministry. So uh, this is not on topic, but can I say something about that? Yes. Uh, I was thinking about the story where Jesus, uh, where he... Um, uh, basically uh blesses the the loaves and the fishes five right, right. loaves five you right. know fish whatever it was and um he feeds 5000 right. you know men which is like what is it like 12 15000 20000 people cuz mm-hmm. it's their Total, families counting women and children tons of people a ton a ton of people uh and i thought about that i was like i i i think i might have another take a possibility okay. right what if it wasn't this magical, you know, thing that happened. What if he gave the first group the fish, and then they realized they had more? They had some too. That they brought. Well, that, that is a theory. Is it? It's a theory. Uh, well, I just thought. I was like, I was like, how cool is that? But then bringing that back to what Jesus did, he enabled people. Like he gave them the tools. Yeah. He enabled them and helped them to see who they are in yeah. God. Well, right, Josh. Can you imagine the day if, like Pastor Ron said a lot of times, if you take a time machine and you go back. You go back to Jesus' time, and there's a, a crowd of people just kind of arguing and fighting, and mainly men, right. and they got one woman, and they come to Jesus and said, hey, we caught her in adultery. Well, she didn't do that by herself. Right. Right. Where's yeah, the guy at? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I always got to believe that the guys told the other guy, hey, we'll take care of this for you, yeah. you know? right. <laughs> and we'll catch Jesus in a trick, yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. Jesus handled Super. it correctly, and he says, okay, then first guy that uh, doesn't have any um, sin, throw the first stone. Right, yeah. And as the pastors explained many times before, he went down and drew on the ground and could have been writing their names yeah. on the ground. <laughs> they, they committed, but they left one at a time. You know, and then he told the girl, just don't sin anymore. Yeah. But I, I think about the other dude when they come back and he said, he took care of my problem, right? And they go, no, we, uh, we didn't do that because we realized it was a bigger thing and it was our sin. So the girl's forgiven. The only one that didn't get out of that was the dude that was caught in it, right? right yeah. I mean, you know, he's still out there with the same behavior expecting he'll get away with it. And, and these and guys, were they voyeurs? 
they caught her in the very act yeah. where they look into the window. Right. Uh, what was right. the air problem? Well, they, they, I think it was a setup. I think it was a setup. Uh, yeah. yeah. but, 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 but as you, as you go forward. Uh, One you, of them was in on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, wait, wait, I know her. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I think they sent her to this guy's house. and You know, I think, as, as you go back, you know, I, I think of this a lot because, you know, I, I think we run into people in the uh, marketplace a lot that maybe having an issue. And I think sometimes you can hopefully you try to catch people, you know, uh, before the problem. I got to run into a lot of people in the gym and the gym is a place where uh, I think people come to get better and change, but you could also fall down a deep, dark hole. You know, a lot of people know with my background in uh, competitive bodybuilding, I was addicted to anabolic steroids and people are like, well, you can't get addicted to anabolic steroids. And there are two ways that you do is one is do you enjoy the Effects of what they do, and they cause what's called body um, dysmorphia. Right, gives you a different expectation of what your body should look like. Right, because you can't reach that without the uh, uh, performance enhancing drugs. And then the second thing they do is they set you up for a fall when you quit using them. Because mm. the, the, the fall when you quit using them is almost as bad because you've got cut a few other things. I, I had stage four kidney disease mm. and I got heart issues that left me that. So you can look at the young guys and they come to you and they go, hey, you know, I, I know that you've had some success in this. What do you think? I go, you should stay away from it. Well, the first thing they think is you don't want, they don't, we don't want them to have success. And it's not that you're saving them for pain. Yes. That's what you're doing. Yes. You're saying, hey, you're 18 years old. I'm looking at you when you're 45, 65 years old. Let me give you a little bit of advice right. that will help you from falling down this yes. road that you're going to go to. And I, I think sometimes people may look at it when they come to us and we, we may look at them because I know so many people that then after they get off, they get depressed. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it, it starts to get in your head. It may not have been there before. But once you fall down that road, it starts to get in your head. So you, you have problems that you never would have possibly went into. Mm. Well, there again, Pastor Ron, we talked about during the, at the beginning of the show, talking about how exercise is an addiction. Yes. Well, a- exercise, the, the, the byproduct is you look better. But if there's a point where you can't look better, then you have a, a depression. Yeah. You, Pastor Ron and I used to go through that. And I know <laughs> people out there. If I didn't work out, I was in a bad oh, mood bad all day mood. long. It, all day long. It, it, it determined how you felt the yes, rest of the day. And, and that's not healthy. Not healthy it, at all. And so, it, so as, as you go out there, it, it causes eating disorders. I've got two diagnosed, you know. See, I'm in a bad mood when I work out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, Tom, Can going both. Yeah. Going, going back to what Tom <laughs> said, one of the uh, you know solutions uh, for dealing with a bad habit or a bad addiction could be put a good addiction in its place. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Apostle Paul, to me, balanced it out when he said, "All things are lawful for me, mm-hmm. but not all things are profitable. Therefore, I'll be mastered by none." I think as a Christian, we you want to make Jesus Lord over everything. And I think Tom, I can speak for both of us today. When I miss a workout, I still try to work out four or five times a week. Uh, when I miss a workout, it still bothers me a lot. But I'm at a place of maturity again, hopefully, where I'm going today. Jesus is Lord. He's my major addiction to please Him. And today I need to do something that's going to please him and it's going to cause me to miss a workout. Mm-hmm. And so it still hurts me, but not like it was when I was 25 or 35. You, you know, I think it goes back to a word that we've talked about, on the, about before on the podcast, balance. Mm-hmm. Yes, balance. You know, yes. I, I, as we were coming into this topic yes. today, I thought about, you know, and we talked about the topic and I think we're talking about it, self-improvement. Yes. I, yes. I, I think a lot of people are into self-improvement. And I would think of a way to get self-improved is to get balance. Mm-hmm. I agree. And 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 I, I, agree. And, I, and, I, and I challenge anybody out there that who is listening that isn't a believer 
to maybe try because I think that Jesus is a solution. Oh, and, and, and everybody's trying to find a place of, of contentment. And I think you can't find that without well, having a healthy relation, a spiritual relationship. And we do believe it's Jesus well, Christ. We, believe in, and we talk about Jesus a lot, but we believe in God in three persons. And, you know, he's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they all have different roles. I mean, God has three right. roles. Uh, right. The Father is one that comforts you, that, you know, puts his arm around you, also disciplines you sometimes when you need that. Um, and, you know, Jesus saved us and he's, he's our savior. He's our Lord. He's our master. Um, he's the one that we need to follow the example of, uh, but the Holy Spirit's the helper. And I think we forget that. I think we yeah. forget to ask him for yes. help. And, um, one of the big things that I've learned is talking about balance, Tom. Um, uh, I used to get, uh, overwhelmed with, um, pressures that some were real, some weren't right. Uh, I would add on top of maybe a real pressure that's not a bad thing. It's probably meant to motivate me. And then I would add many pressures on top of that that were um, made up in my mind. And in order to cope with that, um, you know, I'd pop a prescription medication and then I would be uh, the race. Yeah, I'd be on the, on, the, in, on the races. I'd be ready to go. You know what I mean? Um, and then I would, be, I would get into a bad spiral with that. And so um, instead, now I'm learning how to deal with the pressure as it comes. And so if I can, um, and, and let's take uh, any type of addiction behavior out of it now, um, and maybe this is an addiction, I'm not sure, but now my temptation is to get angry or get frustrated, right? And then let that control my day. So if like pressure builds up, then I'm in a bad mood. And anybody that talks to me, usually it's people I love and care about, uh, is going to get, get it. They're going to get it from me. And so I have these tools in place that when I start to feel that way, um, just the other day, Vince saw it. I was in a bad mood and, and I just left. I was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to reset. And I did that, and by the by the evening, I was fine. I was okay. But I've I have tools to be able to yes. use when I when and I you have experience now. Yesterday, I mom doesn't tell me the last minute. We're invited Josh Nashley's for Easter dinner or whatever. <laughs> I had slept four hours, and I'd been beat up. And I said, if I go, I'm just going to give myself a bad look. Right? Yeah. Because I'm really tired. I want to go I, take I, a I nap. Her, and I think eat. I would rather you show up uh, uh, happy and rested than not. You know? well, and I figured that out. <laughs> and really I thought funny. I'm gonna sit there like a zombie, well, and I hard. don't want to do that. You know, and you don't want to. It's hard to uh, to be on when you've been on for a while. Yes. And people don't realize also you speak. Um, you know, you did three, three services. services. There's a um, there's an actual high and there's an actual a low. low. Uh, a low. Yeah. Sunday afternoons are the most depressing. Well, well let, let me take this back around here, and I, I was naming Absolutely. some addictions. People are addicted to diet soda, television, taking selfies. They're addicted to sex. These are on the internet. Yeah, and, and being they're addicted to being busy, video games. But here's some signs of addiction. Number one, there's a craving. A yep. Craving. Yeah. Number two, there's a loss of control of the amount of frequency that you perform that addiction. Number three, there's a compulsion to feed that addiction. And number four, to feed that addiction despite the consequences. You'll mm-hmm. start using risky behavior. I look sometimes at newscasts or whatever, and I see this. I mean, for example, let's just use a raw example here. You see some of these teachers now having sexual intimacy with their students. Eighth grader, high schooler, they've lost all ability to reason. Mm-hmm. You think that child isn't going to talk and tell their friends? You think you're not going to end up in prison? But that's sometimes 
that sometimes is what addiction does to you. Right. Well, it causes you, you not to think rationally. You right. quoted Paul a second ago, and he said, Paul said he'd be mastered by none. none. He'd be mastered by nothing. And I think that when you are in a place where, and I've been there, where you feel like you don't have control over yourself, um, mm-hmm. that's a scary place to be. Yes. And, you know, that's why Paul talked about self-control and talked about... Um, um, all these attributes that we should have as Christians, because I, I, I don't think that he was like, here's an attribute, attribute, you know, go try to figure this out. I think he was like, this is, this is the result of, of really giving your right. life over right. of really. So I didn't get to, um, I was going to add to, I forgot to add to the end of what I was going to say before when I feel angry or when I feel like something's coming on or I feel the pressure right, coming right. on, uh, one of my big tools is I pray and I ask the Holy Spirit yes. to help me. And, he's a and, helper. That's what he's called. And then I listen, you know, I, I don't just say, help me and move on. I, I yes. okay, what, what can well, I, now what do I do? Well, you, you know, know I, and I think this is something that we've learned from Pastor Ron is that David said, your word, I hide my heart. Right. Yes. And and I've got an obscure uh, proverb that I always remember. It's in Proverbs 16 when it says, the preparation of the heart belongs to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm. It means we plan a lot of stuff yeah. in our heart, but God's yeah. Tom, let me add one to that. To be to let it. me add one to that. In Proverbs four and twenty three, it says, "Guard your hearts; yeah. the source of life flows from yeah. it." Mm-hmm. And uh, we quote verses a lot because we're Christian believers. Yeah, because yeah. so, hopefully uh, it'll help you if you're out there and you could tuck yes. some of these in your heart. One yes. thing, one thing too, and I agree with this. One thing I'm not saying is you can't just pray it away. I, I, I don't think that works all the time. Sometimes it might, but you pray to get an answer, yeah. right? And then the yes. answer is usually an action or it's usually something. You have to put it, but, but, and then you put it, it's the But maybe sometimes you can't pray away. I gave a drug addict this advice one day and they called me back and said, I couldn't believe it worked. Well, I it's said, because they chose to act okay, on it. But, but let, let me tell you, they, they were on their way to uh, the person who was supplying them with drugs. It was on their way to their house. And I said, next time you find your, yourself on the way driving to, you know, the person who's giving you the drug's house, try this. Just experiment. Stop and say, right now, God, I'm calling on the Holy Spirit for help. Mm. I have a problem with drugs. The Holy Spirit does not have a problem with drugs. Mm. So Holy Spirit becomes stronger in me right now than mm. the drug compulsion mm. addiction I'm feeling. And they said, it worked. So I sat there for 10 minutes, like you said, give us some time. I turned around and went home. Well, and well, I'm not well, saying it's a cure-all neither, but right. it, it's something to consider. Well, well, the thing he did was put together what you are saying and what Josh is saying. You know, he took your advice, but he had to use the yes, advice. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing yeah. that I think a lot of people out there need yeah. to hear, that self-control is something that everybody has to put in their life. Yeah. And that's what you gave him the great advice yep. because he had to He tried it. It worked. Stop. I mean, he could have kept driving going, oh, like yeah. you said, oh, Lord, <laughs> you caused him not to be home or something like that. Right. But he, he turned around yeah. and it was a choice. Cause him not to be well, home. Well, <laughs> one, one problem, that's just like, you know, <laughs> if you don't want me to have sex with her, cause her not to show up, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there is a problem oh. with the way we frame stuff. You know, it's old Flip Wilson, remember, he used to say, it's not my fault the devil, devil made, made me, me do it. it. <laughs> and uh, and I don't want us to come to a place where we go, well, it's just a disease. Right. And it's a disease, but sin has a lot to do with that disease. And well, God's given us the power over sin. What it is is, is uh, sin leads to disease, right? And, yes. it, and it, it's basically the path to disease. Yes. And so there, I think there is a point where you need you need more help. Yes. And, 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 and there are a lot of people but, who have taken even biblical, um, uh, ways, and wisdom, wisdom, uh, 
and applied that to um, scientific research and it works, you know? And so I, I do believe in professional help uh, if, if you need it. I really oh, do. I do too. I do too. Well, I think you there, know, are, Josh, there are times you do need it. So let's talk about be. that because a professional person can give the same advice Pastor Ron just gave to the guy sure. that was getting drunk. Sure. But you're going to have to put it in play. Yeah. And, and, and this is where... I do believe that either way. The, I, either way. Yeah. I, so I do believe that, that that this is something that's a human experience. The Bible says that by the renewing of our mind, right. we become a new creature. Yes. So yes. if you're out there, yes. you, you you need to go to get professional help. You could go to church and get help by sure. listening to scripture. But then there's got to be a point that you start to renew that mind. Yeah. And we've talked Absolutely. about it many a times where how doing habits creates a crevice in our, 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 our neural pathway in our minds to help us keep doing well, it. Well, at the end of the day, it's all designed to help you make the choices. My, 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 right? my, my mom one time who grew up in, uh, she was born in 1916, I said, yeah, I just got stuck in a rut in the road. And she goes, you know what a rut in the road was? I go, no. She goes, well, we had a Model T, and when it rained, <sighs> your tires were in the road. Good. So when the mud dried, your car just went back in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would miss the turnoff because you couldn't, the rut was too deep. Right, so you had right, to go right. until you could get out of the rut. Mm-hmm. So she goes, you didn't get stuck in a rut in a road. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Right. But I got stuck. So sometimes people get stuck mm-hmm. in their thinking. Yeah. And they need yeah. to renew their thinking through a professional well, help, reading the Bible. Exactly. But you're still going to have to do it. Now, we, we, we wish we could take that, that responsibility away. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You got to stay on your meds, too. Yes. You got to stay on your meds. But I, I want to, and I, I promised I would. And again, I will warn the parents if your kids are around you might want to turn this off of speaker or, or get them in another room. But I do want to address porn for a few minutes here. Um, you know, when, when you take part in pornography, and I think pornography usually comes with masturbation usually, uh, all kinds of hormones are released in your body. Uh, dopamine, uh, oxytocin, opiates uh, that cause the euphoria and the release. And then at the end of all of these uh, drug highs that are taking place in your body, serotonin is released, and that creates calmness and satisfaction. And what a lot of people need to see that when you're addicted to porn, you're also a drug addict, but your body's producing the drugs, the euphoria you get. Now, I want to say something to parents. Some of you were at church on Sunday, and I want to remind you of this. You have a huge responsibility as a parent. What I'm going to say in a few moments is this. Pornography is destroying young men out there today, mm. destroying them. Um, I, I, I was uh, doing a uh, junior high outing at the ranch just two or three years ago. Junior high, mind you. And I had multiple kids crying, asking for prayer because mm-hmm. they're stuck on porn. Yeah. Now, now think about this. With the rule of first mention that I mentioned yesterday and some of the studies that have been done with that, the first time you're exposed to some major truth, that will serve as a filter for way, the way you see that major truth from then on when you're exposed to other things about it. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, my first exposure to sex was looking at dirty magazines that my uncle had left in his uh, bathroom out on the farm. And so then from there on, every time I thought about sex or heard about it, I automatically went back to the dirty side, Mm. the filthy side, the lust side. You parents have a huge responsibility today. Uh, What you don't want is your 10, 11, 12-year-old being exposed to pornography when their emotional systems are not developed enough to be able to deal with that. Right. And, And you're living in that that place today to where the chances of that happening are great. 
Um, so we have a huge responsibility as parents to know who our kids are with, who they're staying all night with, where they're at. Um, you know, phones. Can can you get them a phone today? Is it possible, Vince, to yeah. get phones today that don't have the internet on them? Yeah, I, I think. I uh, think again, a lot of this comes down addiction. All this stuff comes down to being selfish as parents. You know, if you have internet in your house, there's a million ways. And if you and you don't know, then this is the first time you do know. But there are ways to put filters on, even if you call your. Uh, provider at and and say, hey, block all uh, X-rated sites. They'll do it right from the man. You know, you can call at and or U-verse or whatever yeah, you have. I love your the thing you do though at night. Oh, I turn the internet it off. Turns his, uh, yeah, at seven, at seven, I do too. We at, do too. At it's seven cool. p.m., it tur- turn it off. To all our kids because they can access it. But, that is great. Yeah, let me. Now, uh, now, wait, 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 let's stop on that a second. Okay. Our audience needs to hear that. Yeah. It one solution is as simple as that. Now, now, man, you might have tuned into this podcast just for that. Turn your internet off at seven o'clock. That is so smart. You know, you know, guys, we went at my house. We went a little step further. There were their phones and computers weren't allowed in their rooms. That's good. Be, well, and, 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 I, and, I, and I think you have to attack it at the source sometimes because some of the most genius IT kids, and I do have a bachelor's in computer science, are kids. Mm-hmm. They know more about technology yeah. than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be masterful. So turning off the internet's a tool. Yeah. Taking or just letting them know you can use your phone or your computer anywhere in the house. Yeah. Publicly, that's where we prefer it. Yeah. But when you go in the bedroom, you can't. One of the biggest things right now is that sexting where people sure. are be- kids are being uh, embarrassed yeah. and blackmailed for yes. for pictures that they think they're sending to yeah. kids their age, but they're not. They're sending it to some perverted old man. Uh, sorry to say that, but Pastor Ron gave you the warning <laughs> that, yeah. that that is now going to take advantage of them. But you there again, you if you, if you put a few things in place, yeah, and parents. You're in charge of where, raising your kids. No one else is. Yeah. Well, well Tom, and, and two, what you're saying is sending these pictures out. There's a site called Deepfake today, and it's a AI. It's, it's tied to artificial intelligence pornography, and what they do is they use a software that replaces one person's face on another person's face. Uh, they use algorithms to do this. It's a process. So uh, if your kids are doing a lot of selfies out there and sharing them with people. Uh, that might be sharing them with other people, and they get in the hands of the wrong person. Yeah. The 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 uh, the science now exists where somebody AI can technology. take that face, yep. can take the face of your child, put it on a porn actress, and and make them a porn star. It's crazy. Now this is scary, and what I'm going to get to it. So you might want to listen real closely. I think today with AI entering the picture, uh, we are on the verge of, of stepping off into quicksand. Uh, we're playing with fire. Uh, unfortunately, I saw something that I probably would like to get out of my mind, but yet in the same token, I'm kind of glad I saw it. We worked the porn convention for 10 years, and uh, some people are going to have problems with that. We had a booth there where we— uh, I'm glad gave, you always explained that. Yeah, yeah. explain <laughs> why, why we, you had a booth. No, you still haven't explained it, really. No, you okay. just said, I've worked the porn convention. My kids used to say, when Papa Ron says that, we have explaining to do because he's there to encourage well, people not to be on— Let, let me explain it. Uh, we uh, have a church in Vegas, and the porn conference comes to Vegas, the porn convention. And we felt one day in prayer that we need to minister to those people— that Jesus didn't sit in the church and wait for people to come into the church. He went out to where they were out in the marketplace and ministered to them. And we thought, hey, would God ever call us to go out and evangelize the people at the porn convention? So we went out 
uh, for maybe two or three years, and we stood in the hallways. They were coming in. We interviewed them, talked to them, prayed for them, and it, it just wasn't comfortable. People asked us to leave people that ran the the convention, and so one day Pastor Doug was there. He said, why don't we just get a booth? And so we thought about it, prayed about it, and for those that are wanting to judge me real quickly, uh, we, we felt like God told us to do this, and so we, we got a booth. Uh, every morning before we would go to the booth to work the booth, we would lay on our faces in prayer in a hotel room. We ordered, we rented a room just to do that. We would pray. We would, uh, you know, put on the armor of God, man. And, and honestly, after 10 years of working it, I can say, and there's only like two guys that worked it and five ladies, never once that I can remember, and that God knows my heart. He knows I'm not lying. Was I uh, tempted with lust while I was in there, which is a miracle in itself. Uh, but on the other hand, God gave us the power to see through it. Um, and so what we did is we had a, a conference, we had a, a booth, a booth there in the conference. And I will say also is one of the most popular booths in the porn conference. And what we did is we had books laid out, books on how to conquer porn, how to have a relationship with God. We had Brian Welch's book out. We had Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. We had CDs and, and hard drives all out there telling you how to be a better husband. You know, we, we had a blackboard. We took prayer requests down so we could pray for people. We prayed for people at other booths, brought them donuts. Long story short, we're going to have a lot of people in heaven that would not have been there. I mean, I know what, what happened. They came by, I mean, a lot of normal-looking people. They say, what are you, a church? We say, yes. Oh, we'll take your stuff. And then they had bags of porn, too. Now, knowing human nature, a lot of these people went home. They took their porn out, got, got off on it, did all their th nasty things they did. And because it doesn't satisfy, then they dug down to the bottom of the bag, took our books out, and on and on. We had people get saved right there at the booth. What I was going to say, one year next to us, there were these uh, life-size life dolls. Uh, they were human size, and they were from China, and these dolls were women, uh, female, females, and they were made to look so real it put goosebumps on you, and they were made also to have intimacy with. Mm -hmm. Now with AI in the picture, and Tom, this is where you're going to help me in a second, I believe AI is going, they're already doing it. They're, they're in these mannequin-sized dolls, and they will talk to you. They'll communicate to you why you're having intimacy with them. I'm saying to you right now, and I got more things to say on this deep fake site, a lot of uh, uh, pedophiles are going to take children's faces and put them on it's these terrible. adult actresses. And they're going to be able to these out through these algorithms to give uh, facial expressions, everything. All this is going to do is increase their lust for children and more and more and more. Yeah. And they can put the face of our children on them. Again, I know this is ugly. This is not a topic. Maybe some of you want to hear. But I think the world's talking about it. The church, if we remain silent, we're going to sin. Mm -hmm. The church has to put this in context. And as good shepherds, we got to warn our congregation. There is a line, I believe now, that you can cross where maybe there's no return. Maybe there's no return. And you could be handed over to reprobate mind. We have to deal with this thing right now. We've got to deal with pornography, yeah. and we've got to be careful where we're going with it. I think what Tom said, and Tom, I'm not, and this won't be a popular opinion, but I think that it needs to be said. You, you said, Tom, and, I know, and I, know, I know this came from a really good place, and I do agree with what you did. You said that you took your kids' phones out of their rooms and their computers out of their rooms, and I think that is a play, and that some of that needs to happen. There's also especially early on that you need to allow your kids, 
your young kids to have choice and give them choice and be able to make mistakes so that early on that they can learn from those mistakes and get the help they need early on so that this doesn't carry on into her, their adult life. I think I see, what I see a lot. And he's not talking about, you're not talking about big things. No, like, I'm not talking no, about not big, big things. things. No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about at one point you can hide all, you can hide the drugs, you can hide the phone, you can block the cable. Your kids are going to get access. You can do every, you can put every airbag you want in their cars. They're going to get in a car accident. They need you to can, cause and effect. You can put, you can put helmets on their head when they walk to school, they're going to fall. And some of that stuff will protect them. My point is, at some point, they're going to go through it, and they need to, like you said, Josh, you're, you keep saying this, they need to develop tools to be able to, to get through those things. And some of those things, one of the biggest things that helped me when I was younger was youth group, going to church. That was mm-hmm. huge. Because there wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't going to get access. It was what I was going to do when I got that access and how I responded and how, and how I changed my mindset. With our, with our oldest son, he, he didn't have a phone till he was like 15. He just got his phone. So we, you know, we left him now. Now we block the internet. And again, I'll, I'll add to the parents list. You can print like you print your bank statements. You can print every IP address that's listed from your house and you can go through it like a bank statement. Say you can ask your kids, what's this, what's that, what's this, just so you know. But with all that said, that doesn't mean that they're not going to get access so at some point they're going to go through it. They're going to see, they might see pornography in the school on a friend's phone. They're going to see it. It is up to you as a parent to be very involved in their life and give them tools and be with them during their times and let them have an open door. I love that my son can come to me and say, dad, I miss this. And that I'm not coming from a place. I, I can't believe it that I'm able to sit through and be like, Hey, we've gone through this. We can get no big deal. If you close that door by just saying no, 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 no. And never giving tools or reasons, then you are doing more harm than you are doing good. Well, well, what you're talking about, Vince, is you're talking about being a good parent. Yeah, I think you have to do everything you can do. Yes, and I think you everything do. Everything you can do. And, and, I, and I think age appropriate. I will never forget this, and I'll use a story, and Taylor's heard me say it many times. There was a little bit of a bullying going on at the preschool that she went to, and one day I went and picked up my daughter, and she was three, and I picked her up from the preschool, preschool here in town, and they said, hey, there was something going on, and some kids spit on a kid. And I go, okay, and they go, Taylor wasn't involved. I go, okay. So I got in the car and we got down to the corner. I go, so Taylor, were you involved? She started crying and she shook her head, yes. I go, well, why did that person tell me you weren't? She goes, I told her no. I go, so we turned around. We went back to the school and I made her apologize to everybody, the kid, the mm-hmm. parents, the parents. So, so I mean, I, I, I think as your children uh, are, are kids, Sometimes you have to go that extra yard with them and yeah. in, in, of age of appropriate, you know, Well, and Pastor talks about their bend, too. Every yeah. kid's going to yes, have a different do. bend, and so you're going to know that bend. Yes. But, but at the same time, you know, I'd be lying to say that I wasn't exposed. I, I had a What's crazy, yes. when I was younger, I've seen cocaine presented to me. I've seen methamphetamines to me. But it wasn't that I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this method. I never did a methamphetamine, and it wasn't because I was like, Oh no, like this is, it had to do with what, what was in my, like you said, the, the right filters, the things. And I had choice. My, I was laughing when I was telling Josh the other day on the other end pastor, because we, we kind of talked to this po- podcast. My parents were like, Oh, Hey, it's the, the, if the it, once the sun can't go wherever you want, I don't care where you're at during the day. And I had a choice to do all of these things that I could have done. All, I had the doors open, but I chose not to, because I had good, I was able to make those choices on my own to say, no way I'm going to do that. Or no way I don't need to do these what, things what to be. What gave you that Vince? I think the foundation in youth group, 100%, okay. it was, go. it was huge. But at the same time, I will say that 
I didn't have somebody saying, don't do this, don't do that. I just had a relationship with God. And that was my, my connection to be able to say, cause my parents weren't asking me when I got home, did you do drugs today? No, they didn't, they didn't care. But did I end up smoking? Oh yeah, I smoked some weed. But then later on, I realized like, this isn't good for me because it was taken away from the purpose that I knew God had for me. So you had a foundation. I had a foundation. So, and so and what, that's huge. We talk about foundation. What did I say yesterday in my, in the service? Yeah. I said, some people believe the Sunday, life yeah. that, that what does church have to offer me? Yeah. Has a lot. See, your parents need to, well, to get your kids in well, church. I also, well, I also had bigger purpose, Tom. And that was huge. I felt like, I felt like by doing those things, if I would have engaged in methamphetamines, if I would engage in more addiction, drinking, whatever, I would have been missing out what got for what basically what God had for me. Sure. And that was more important to me than just like, oh, I'm doing bad. I wasn't worried like, oh, and this is going to, this is going to come off wrong. I wasn't thinking about hell. Well, I'm going to go to hell. I was just thinking I'm going to miss out on what the good that God has for me. Yeah. And that was so much that drew, that was that more right of a there, drive. That right there is the mistake. I think a lot of parents make is they don't teach the they don't teach the reasons and the purpose behind well, 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 what Josh, you're doing. So, so, um, the so, why. They don't uh, teach the why. So, so let me jump right. in here and do a cannonball in this pool. All right. So you're, this is great. And I think I'm probably the only one at this table that was raised a heathen. I had parents telling me it's okay to do the bad things. <laughs> we just the, had this conversation. The bad things are okay <laughs> to do. I had my dad tell me sleeping with girls is great. So once, once you start doing it, do it and never stop. I had my ex-wife and I've told you guys this. I've told my ex-wife, look at me before I was a believer. And she said, when did you start cheating on me? I go, I never quit. I, I mean, because it wasn't part of my right. value system. So if you're out there, parents have to be parents because you don't want to tell your kids yeah. to do the bad things. You don't want to tell them to do the wrong things. You can yeah. still have an influence and avoid the direction your kids are going. And and it's great. I, I, I really hope everybody that on our podcast are believers. But if you're not, yeah, you know, you're probably sending the wrong message to your kids by your behavior. Isn't that fair to say? Yes. That, 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 that if you're out there, the, you know, the Bible says if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, that's a sin. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that you've got to be a Christian to sin, mm-hmm. you know, but sin isn't okay mm-hmm. even if somebody says it is. Because I think it goes even a step further with pornography. You have the wrong perspective, perspective of the opposite sex. Yeah. I mean, it, you it, start it, seeing them wrongly. You do, and and I never, I never got that right. And so when I finally got it right, I remember when God told me I had a woman problem. I go, I ain't got a woman problem. I can get a woman. And I said, God said, that's the problem. You don't respect them. You don't know how to talk to them. You you have no value They're in sex them. objects. And and so not until I took care of that mm-hmm. did I ever have the right perspective of 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 right. pornography. Right. Again, pornography wasn't my problem. It was the real thing was my problem. And I think sometimes people that get, ha, have the don't do that go in secret and they seek out the other thing. So it's really not the thing. It's the impression of how you think about something or a subject. Well, then Josh brought the spirit into the conversation. Uh, pornography and everything that goes along with it has a real strong spiritual connotation. Again, you know, we, we go into strip joint or we don't, but people do. And they think, man, take it off, babe, take it off. And boy, they're sitting there on the edge of their chair. But again, if I took you into, uh, you know. A well-lit room. A well-lit room, lined up 30 naked women and said, stare at them for 10 minutes. Yeah. You'd be bored after 10 minutes. Well, we've all seen na- be bored. Nas- National Geographic shows, Yeah, well, what's right? that? Yeah. And you're not turned on. Yeah. You're like, oh, gosh, yeah. that's different, you know. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, true. It's a different Well, let, I want to drive it back to porn again. What does pornography do? I'm going to mention two or three things. It ruins marriages mm-hmm. because it doesn't require any effort to be nice, mm-hmm. considerate, 
It's an easy fix. Mm -hmm. Sex becomes a selfish act. It creates independence. I don't need you. I I can take care of this myself. Uh, Couples drift apart. And here's a big one. When you're you're, uh, doing pornography, usually you pay for it in some form or manner, and you're supporting the sexual industry, sexual abuse and human trafficking. At the porn conference, we did it 10 years. And I, I hope I did finish explaining that. We did prayer requests, sent them to people, gave them books. I think I, I, I satisfactorily Actually, you had people come into that. the Las Vegas church. Oh, people, yeah. yeah Shireen, they got saved well, there. You have a great friend, oh. Annie um, oh, LaBear. LaBear. Yeah. She, was, you, you, she was a high-class lady that, that was in the profession. And now, she, uh, now she's leading people to oh, the yes, Lord. Yes. Wait, wait. Oh, I got to stop. So Annie LaBear came out of the... The you guys going yeah. to the ministry? No, no, she she no, was she already did. saved. Oh, okay, that. but she went like, in and helped us in. Oh, the in those that's awesome. And Annie has okay. books out and stuff. So yeah. you know, she was a high class uh, prostitute lady, and today beautiful sister of mine. Talk to her all the time. But going back to uh, uh, the porn habit, you were actually giving money to the industry. You're actually supporting sex trafficking. At the porn convention, I, I, you know, one good thing it does for you, it pulls the the the, uh, the 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 mask off of this whole industry. Like we had one young pretty girl come up to us. She goes, you know what, pray for me. She said, I need surgery now because of the abuse that men have afflicted on me in the industry. Wow. She had to have internal surgery. And one porn actor said, I like this. He said, I have to go to work doing porn every day so that I can buy the drugs to bury the pain from doing the porn. Wow. And, 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 and we would see in there, we'd see the backside that men would call into these uh, cyber sex or whatever you want to call them places and say, you know, do this thing for me, do this thing for me. And a girl would be in front of the camera doing this thing. Others over there laughing, making fun of her, making gestures. It was all a big game. And so, you know, uh, uh, there's all kinds of havoc that is reaped from this that we don't see. Uh, erectile dysfunction is a major thing that our young teenagers are going to have because of their addiction to pornography. Now, when they do find the love of their life, they're not going to be able to have sexual, wow. uh, normal sexual right. life with them. Yeah. Uh, there's all these things, but the devil is good at disguising all the bad things that are going to happen. He just shows you the good. And again, I know this is an uncomfortable topic, but doggone it, the church is afraid to be vocal on these things. The world is promoting their agenda, and we're sitting back here too righteous, too embarrassed to come out and talk about it. And well, I'm not going to be in that place I any think longer. there's a lot of people in churches that probably struggle with it and um, don't know how to address it, to Youth be conference uh, in San Francisco a few years ago. They had a youth conference. Youth pastors came. It was the most uh, most uh, highly used porn night on the television they ever had in years at the at the youth pastors okay. conference. Uh, there was a high rate of of pornography videos. Wow! At the hotel and at the hotel. Wow! Uh, as Tom said, you, you begin to look at women as sex objects. Uh, it becomes a, an escape mechanism. It can actually. I was reading some stuff this week. Alter the state of the brain. You can go through withdrawals. Um, and I want to tell you in a moment how you get off of it or how I think you can. But, you know, usually pornography, like any other drug, as time passes, it takes more deeper exposures to get your high. And I think more times than not, it leads to prostitutes. It can lead to, uh, you know, all kinds of perversions that I don't even need to mention. You know what they are. It's like stair steps. It keeps going deeper, 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 deeper. Hmm. And uh, 
again, supporting the sex industry is almost like if you're paying for porn, it's like you're tithing to the sex industry. And wherever your treasure is, your heart will be. So I think it's time that we come out, warn our young people, you have to take this seriously uh, because it can lead you to a place like like you're in quicksand where you're slowly drowning and dying. Mm-hmm. And so we're saying go to your pastors, go to your leaders, yeah. uh, get desperate, let them help you put some of these you know, protective sites on, on, on your internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents need to hear me. Everybody mm-hmm. needs well, to you hear know, me. Pastor, we're all in this together because if you're out there and a, a mother, a daughter, a mother or father of daughters, you want the boys to not come into their marriage with this thing. Oh, if yes. you're, a, if you're a parent of a son, you want their, uh, their wife to have a little bit of purity Maybe their mind isn't uh, as twisted as it would be. So, so everybody, I, yeah, yeah. that's why the community's in it together. We want that be- Don't get better it twisted for either, Tom. W- women are addicted to oh, porn. They are. Too. I was going to bring yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to because it's they not are. just guys. Well, 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 uh, yeah. There, there again, no, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I just want to say it's also. If, if you're the parent yeah. of a son, yes. you probably yeah. want. Yeah. A yes. girl for your son yeah. that maybe um, yes. has maybe not as experienced for sure, or are are expecting certain things that you see either on porn yeah. or for the so it's we're all in this together yeah. and it's all of our responsibilities if yeah. you're out there. Well, I, I again I'm going to reiterate. Um, Simon Sinek wrote that book. Start with why. I, yeah. I think you have to start with why. I, I don't think. I think you can uh, put all the safeguards in, in, in place in the world, but if you don't know why you're doing it, you're yes. not going to succeed. Yeah. Um, and so, and hopefully we're giving some of those whys today. Yeah, what? for sure. What? I hope so. But uh, um, I think that you also have to look inside your own heart, and you. this is where it's important to write down your values. We did a podcast on values yeah. uh, a few weeks yes. ago. Yes. Uh, you have to write down what is important to you mm-hmm. and why it's, it's important huge. to you yeah. because then you have a target yeah. to shoot for, right? Yeah. And um, if you don't have a target to shoot for, then you're going to be all over the map. And, I agree. Uh, and, and I agree. You're going to be easily distracted and easily pulled down. And and that could be porn. Well, it could be food. It could be alcohol. It could be a bad relationship. It could be uh, just yeah. addicted to entertainment or social media. It could be anything. You know. Well, let me go back to what Vince said. I don't want to rush over this too quickly. Uh, I've had three letters in the last five months from women going, "Don't forget us." We're addicted to porn, too. Yeah. A lot of us are. Yeah. And I believe be- that pornography and, and sins like that are very closely exploited by demon spirits. Mm-hmm. Demon spirits are very real. And demon spirits have no respect for sexual gender, male or female. Uh, if you're a woman that has been exposed to pornography, you can get the same demons the guys get. There's no no difference. And so we want to want you to see yourself in this broadcast today also. Well, you know, uh, and, and, and if we're talking about it and we are going to rip the covers back a little deeper, it goes back to the purpose of sex. Yes. There's a, there's a, there's a difference between purpose and function. I think when yep. you take the purpose out of sex, which the purpose is to procreate. Yes. Then you put, just say, hey, but it's the function then the function gets off into masturbation, the function yes. gets off into porn. But if you go back and say, there's a purpose to marriage, there's a purpose for this, because a lot of people will look at us as religious zealots, but there is a reason for self-control. There's a reason that you want to save yourself. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I know the, the, out there, virginity isn't as sacred as it used to be, but it should be. Well, there's well, a lot can, 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 we, can we not get away from that? Yes. That, that sexual purity is something that it should be regarded highly. Regarded and, and, highly. And, 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 and those of us that have crossed that line way too early, you know, we can look and say, I wish we didn't. 
So, so as we're looking for something for our kids, I think we could put a value on it. And, and there again, as, as uh, um, uh, uh, my daughter and my, her husband, uh, uh, ha, when they started dating in high school, they, they dated to marry. You know, there again, we put value in yes. my daughter, Danny's yes. parents put value in him, and we're now excited about they don't have baggage. And we ought to and, hold up high people like Tim Tebow. Yes. Well, you, you need those heroes. And Tim was we there do. in my daughter's lives yes. and your granddaughter's lives yes. and grandson's life. So as you look out there, there, there is a worth. So, so, so you can't take the purpose away from the function. Right, right. And, and so, so I think that's hugely important. I think that's where the devil really wants well, to get it. Well, let me it. say something too, because I realize when we're speaking to a large audience, there might be some women out there that say, oh man, you know, I've been really bad. I, I got into pornography. I was a woman, uh, you know, of the streets and I, I gave myself to men. Sweetheart, I want to say something to you. Give your life to God. And sometimes those women, once they give their lives to God, they can be the best wives out there. They can be better than than anybody almost because they've been there, done that. Now they've got saved. They've sowed their wild oats. And so I, I, I want to give you hope. When you turn to Christ, all that is wiped away. Now, I will say something that will really sober some of our men up right now. Let me ask you a question, Tom. You might want to answer this. Mm-hmm. Is there a remote possibility that if a man is involved in pornography and he's involved in all this stuff that demons are also involved. Is it a possibility that men could transfer that spirit to their children and their wives in the home? I, I think absolutely because the, the spirits like to be around the bad stuff. Right? Okay. Okay. Now so that's if you, true. If you propagate that spirit, okay. you're propagating. You, you could transfer it. I you're, believe you're, you could. You're, you're creating an environment yeah. that is welcoming. Now, now with them. that in mind, what would you men think you men that got in pornography and maybe like like I was when I was into it for a short time, I thought, what do I do in my own personal time, private life is my own business? What if you came in the house, saw your wife looking at pornography on the internet and was really getting off on that? How would you feel? You would you would just probably go through the roof with with anger and frustration and, and confusion, yet maybe you were responsible for transferring that spirit. Uh, I'm not so sure that... There's not. I don't think. Uh, I, I think that when people are caught up in stuff, um, that they aren't really thinking clearly. So no, they no, they're not. You know, I they're not thinking clearly. I don't think you think those things through, right? When, yeah. when you're but what up. we're causing you to think them through right yeah, now. Going, think about it. I mean, again, when 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 some of these uh, well-known people who seem to be reasonably intelligent, when they go out there and do some of these stupid things, you go. And you thought you wouldn't be caught? Where was your brain at? Well, their brain wasn't working during well, that you know, time. I, I remember right. when it's properly. It's I remember, drugs. They're on drugs. I remember when you know. Tim Tebow was going through and claiming his virginity and how it wasn't popular that somebody put kind of like a bounty on his virginity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, they did. They did. And, and 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 so so it's like you know giving a license for people to you know basically try to tempt him. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I forgot who it was, but there was a, a somebody out there who wasn't didn't have our morals, didn't have our convictions, and said, "How dare you do that?" Mm-hmm. You know, because that is a good thing. Right. That's not a bad thing. Yes, and right. you're you're, you're yes. actually you know yes. uh, trying to make this young man fall for some virtues that he has. Right. And I thought that's pretty cool when you could see that somebody else can see the value in, right. in what what so he was Christian doing. Christian people were doing that. I'm confused. No, no, no. It was um uh, uh, um. I, I, we people uh, want to see him fall. Yeah. I, I guess I'm out of the loop on that. Um. But yeah, I, I think that this stuff is important to talk about. Um. Because 
you know, when we grew up, Vince, Vince and I are in our forties. Uh, when you guys grew up, obviously, uh, we didn't have phones, you know, when we were kids. And, I've, and now I, I do see, uh, I love the fact that your 15 year old just got a phone. Um, I do see kids, uh, five years old with phones. Right. It's um, wild. Literally. Which is yeah, stupid. It's in nuts. my mind. Yeah. It's nuts. And, and, and not only, so, um, talk about addiction, um, you know, you can be addicted to porn. You can actually be addicted to your digital device. Right. Like you can actually have digital yeah. d- addiction. No, that's that's a real thing. I think a lot of people now in addiction are, I mean, if you can't live a day without your phone, yep. you're addicted uh, to your phone. Well, right. Like if you, and I know yeah. a lot of people would say you can justify it and say, well, important calls, whatever, whatever. On a day that you're off, leave yeah. your phone at home. Yeah. Or you, well, or he, no one needs to call you. Elon. And see if it'll give you, it will give you so much anxiety You'll yeah. lose your mind. Elon says that we uh, <laughs> are already learning to be cyborgs because we right? uh, are yeah. attached to these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, and so, yeah, I think like leaving it, uh, setting it down. In the it. same way that people get off on porn, they get off on they get get off in the same way. And those those serotonin levels are released when they're going through their Instagram yeah. feed, when they're going yeah. through Facebook, right. when they're checking their emails. They want it. Right. And a lot of it has to do with the the need to be needed. It's the same type feeling, of thing. Yeah. It's the same type of thing. Um, you know, it's uh so let me throw this out there. It was an adult website that put the bounty on Tim Tebow's oh, okay. virginity. And um it was AshleyMadison.com. Oh gosh. Which and special, Ashley Madison got they got they, busted. They man. they had a website. Oh right, yeah. They, they were like people were making fun of them. When helping it's a whole, people like, cheat on their thing, spouses. Right? Well what happened is, 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 right, right, yeah. is they got busted. There was a leak. And, Oh, a leak. And, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And somebody email. got the names of every yes. person on that list. The email leak. And, and there were some big names on it. Yeah. Big names on that that's list. Right. That people who had went to that site. We're talking about congressmen, pastors, yeah. uh-huh. on and on. They put a bounty on Tim. No, um, yeah. Ashley, there was a leak. I remember that yes. in the news. It was a adult porn. And if you had visited, they put the whole list out of everybody I that's ever visited. I think we had a pastor here in town. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot about him, but he had a copy of the list. And he was going through it to see if any pastor or anybody in town that he knew of was on that list, wow. which I think was wrong. Yeah. But that's okay. I don't uh, back yeah. this pastor anyway. But we're getting low. We're getting run, starting to run out of time. I want to. I want to give real quickly near the end some ways to get off of porn, and, and you can use these on almost any addiction. addiction. Okay. Yeah. Number one is I would say get prayer because. A lot of these yeah. things have become strongholds now. You need to go to a spirit-filled church and get prayer. Have somebody pray over the spirits that are t- that are maybe attached to it. A strong prayer. You need to start there. Uh, then you need to cut off the sources of the input. Yeah. Uh, I, I told the men at the last men's retreat or two, two men's retreats ago, I think it was, that if you want to get off porn, come up here and you're serious about it. Whatever your input is, wherever you're getting it, computer, whatever, You've got to stay off of that for the 60 days of healing. You've got to do away with it. Uh, if you have cable channels on TV, doggone, turn them off today. So you have to cut off the source of input. And then after that, I think you've got to insert another habit in the mm-hmm. place of that habit. At the time you do that habit, if you do it late at night, you put something else in its place. Apostle Paul taught us you take off the dirty shirt, you put a clean one on. So you got to put something in its place and then get accountability partners, someone that you make a deal with. That mm-hmm. you, it's okay if you ask me every time mm-hmm. you see me once a week, mm-hmm. am I struggling, whatever. And then uh, you're going to have to stay in fellowship with the Lord to keep this strength up. Again, how long does it take to establish a habit? 
60 uh, days. 60 days or yeah. whatever. So I, that, I thought 30. I thought it was 30. 30, 60 be. days. Yeah. I think there's different. Uh, oh, it depends on the person. Right. Yeah. I love and the accountability, what you said. I had a good friend that was struggling, um, and he recognized that he wanted to change. And he was bold enough to come to me and say, hey, let me put this. I want to put this app on my phone. Yes. And, and, and it keeps me accountable to you um, that if I look at anything that's suspicious, um, that it will let you know immediately. But they and still have that site that if you go to a porn or bad site, eyes. that it'll send an uh, email to your pastor, yeah. to your yeah. spouse. Yeah. Uh, again, but it was cool that he had enough boldness to say, I want to change. And I think that's yes. where you need to be, where you're saying, if you're in a place, you need to have to, you have to have the boldness. If you're to, serious about you're it, you got to do it. Yeah. So I was addicted to porn decades ago, and I'm totally free. Yeah. Totally free. My friend John Hatt and I got saved at the same time at the church, Pastor Ron. Uh, um, yeah. We walked into the church, and we were each other's accountability partners, still to this day. Yeah. You know, still to this day, we'll, you know, talk, but there again, I mean, we were able to walk through it together and make some of these decisions together. And uh, it was invaluable. I'm going to add another to that list. And it, again, it goes with just all addiction. Um, in John 14, 12, Jesus says, greater things you'll do because I go, I go to the father. And I take that, I had this conversation with you in the car a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember it, but I take that seriously where John, where, and this comes off your Bible study where, where. I really believe that Jesus has greater things in mind for us, that God has greater things in mind for yes. us. And your addiction, the thing that is yes. keeping you away, your why can be those greater things. And I don't know what that thing is. Like you said, you're going to have to hone down your, your value, you know, what's important to you. Well, people stop dreaming. And when they stop dreaming, when you get addicted, you stop dreaming. When you're on yeah. porn, you stop dreaming. When you're doing, you stop realizing that you are meant for something much more than being a, well, a slave go, to going off on that josh says the why you've got to really really one off and and hopefully one of those reasons will be i want everything god has blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god mm-hmm. and so you gotta say i want this life where i hear god all the time mm-hmm. where i see god where i look at myself in the mirror and respect my i want this badly and if you want bad enough the bible says i can do all things through christ who strengthens I me think another, but it's through christ another factor that we often overlook is um is being burnt out or oh, not yeah. having enough rest yes uh when you're tired when you're burnt out it's much easier to reach for something that is uh not good for you <laughs> You know, um, and it could be ice cream or it could be yeah. full blown porn and cocaine. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It, right. It, it just, it could be anything. The night, um, nighttime guy messes up morning guy. Yeah, right. And yeah. so make sure you get good rest. Um, and we, can, we say to people out there too temptation is not a sin, mm-hmm. it's yielding to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I have no problem with pornography, not at all. Uh, and it's through God's grace that I don't, and I don't have a lust problem or anything else, but still, I'm human. Yes. And if a good-looking girl walks by, and I'm older, I'll look at her and go, ooh, la, la. And I'm not going to try to take that second look. I mean, we're always going to be tempted, okay? Let's don't play holy roller game, you right. know, that I'm more holy than you. And the Bible says, you who say you stand, take heed, lest you fall. <laughs> and so we're still, none of us are above temptation. But right? I think I've noticed, too, is uh, usually the, the ones that judge the most are the ones that are guilty the most. I've noticed this. True. I've noticed mm. this. I've watched it. Uh, you'll have somebody that's like blasting people online. And then what about years ago? Around. We don't want to use his name, hmm. but there was a very popular televangelist who was blasting another televangelist because he fell into lust and pornography and, and immorality. He was blasting him every week, and he was doing the same thing the whole time. Yeah. And then he got caught, too. It's almost like they deflect. I don't know. But anyway, that's yeah. uh, that's beyond, beyond beside the point. 
Um, How, can, can we leave? I, I just, I feel like, I know we have a little bit of time. Josh, I feel, feel like you can hit us home with this. How would somebody recognize somebody is on some kind of addiction or they're addicted to something? If you like, maybe people in their household, how do you recognize addiction um, in people? Or can you? Is there a way, like, if people are well, living with loved yeah, ones? I mean, and, if you're close to somebody, yeah. you're going to see that their uh, behavior is off, that they're, um, you know, mm-hmm. that they're not healthy. Um, you can you can look at habits and kind of tell. Uh, you may not know what it is, but you can tell them when people are off. You and know? how do you start those conversations with them? What are the things that, you um, know, if you see something in somebody and you're like, hey. I think that uh, it, it's it's tough because the person that needs to change has to want to change. Mm-hmm. And so if you, uh, I think you need to be careful because I think if you attack, if you jump on them too quickly, uh, it depends on who it is. If it's a spouse, you, you have more, I think, leeway. But right. um, if it's a friend or something, just be careful because if you push them, you might push them away and further into yeah. it. It's very possible. Yeah. I think, too, one of the major things you look for is mood change. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So That's mood good. change is but, huge. But I think that people that, like I said, people that are going through something, an addiction um, or just destructive behavior in general, they, they have a lot of hurt and pain behind that. So I think, like, just saying, hey, I'm here for you, Yeah, you know what I mean, is huge. Um, and when people recognize that somebody cares, um, they're going to come to them when they're ready. And I think praying for them is huge. I think that God opens their heart. Um, and until God opens that door or opens their heart, it's probably foolish to pound on that door. That's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, can't, can't you, I think go to these people you love and say, Hey, I want to take you to lunch tomorrow. Let's just have a time of talking and fellowship or whatever. Well, that's you, why it's important to have it. close relationships. Relationship. Uh, right? yeah. Just pray. Pray. Say, God yeah. caused something to come out. If you want it to come out, you'll cause it to come they, out. They have full permission to call yes. me up and ask yes. me any questions, yes. you know, and, and I hope I, I, I think they have, uh, I have permission to do the same with them. And so I, it's, it's, uh, important to have same i think same gender relationships well you know i've noticed people before that i'm around married health people i'm around and i will i watch this a lot and i'll see they have an unrestful spirit it's not restful they're up they over here and over there and their mind's wandering and then their mood is down and then it's up so to me if you're spiritually discerning uh if we have spiritual discernment that's a better way to say that I think you could spot these people. And as Josh said, you don't want to come on onto them real strong all of a sudden, but just love them, accept them, and 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 and, and allow opportunities for God to speak. Well, a lot of addiction uh, uh, counselors say you have to be, you have to get to the bottom of the barrel, you know, before you can mm, uh, hit you rock know, bottom. Hit rock bottom, yeah. yeah, in order for the change. And I think that's true for some. I, I don't, I don't think it's true for every single person, but. Um, Sometimes you do, uh, unfortunately, have to watch them spiral down a little bit. Uh, but but you, but at the same time, if someone's uh, destructive like that, they could be suicidal. Yes. They could be anything. So I don't think I don't think ever. Yeah, to be careful. I don't think it ever hurts to say I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Do you want right? to talk? Whenever you're ready, I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. For you. Yes, I think that's a great approach. So well, this is going to be the, our longest podcast I think we've had so far. And uh, a lot of people are driving. So this week, yeah, they can list a part of it now and part of it later. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, anyways, guys, uh, shoot us a note if you want to on Facebook or yes. uh, um, YouTube. You know, the VB. Yep. Uh, well, we we all work at VBF, also Valley Bible Fellowship in Bakersfield, California. So you can uh, message us there as well. Yep. And um, yeah, so we hope you guys are doing well, and hopefully these talks are um, maybe they're uncomfortable, but hopefully they're productive and hopefully they're useful. Yeah, if you hear one thing, one thing that's important to you that you can put into practice. And we've accomplished our purpose. For sure. We love you guys, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
got your mind.